look, maybe it's because, oh, hello, uh, Substackers, aka Funny Bunnies. That's what we decided in one of our chats that I'm going to call y'all is Funny Bunnies. If uh, you got a problem with that, you need to take it up with the chat. If you don't know about the chat, that's a new feature on the Substack app where we can all have an ongoing conversation, which I really enjoy because I like talking to people in the comments of my posts and stuff, but this makes it more of just an ongoing thread. So I'm pretty sure that anybody can start a thread in there. I've started several. They have several replies, and I've really been enjoying it, but I'm pretty sure that if you want to, you can go in there and start a thread and then we can start communicating. And hey, uh, next thing you know, we've got our own freaking social media <laughs> right here at uh, parttimefunnyman.com as Twitter devolves slowly into chaos, which has been fun to watch, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it sucks because unfortunately, I rely on Twitter for, for uh, <clears throat> my career, but it has been fun to watch this just clown show dude it is uh it's nuts i actually muted several words over the past couple days because i wanted my twitter to be a better place like i muted marjorie taylor green i muted hell i muted democrats i muted republicans i muted trump i muted basically just any of the buzzwords uh that are going on in the news right now that make the world a bad place which is me definitely creating an even tinier echo chamber than the echo chamber I already had, but I needed to like clear my brain for a little bit because I believe that you're supposed to keep up with what's going on in the world. I 100% believe that. And I believe that so much of what's wrong with our country is because people just don't read enough and they don't pay attention and they just, you know, they think, oh, well, nothing matters. It's all the same, blah, blah, blah. But every now and then, dude, you do need to take a break. I believe in that wholeheartedly. Um, it's the only way to be sane. You know, there's a lot of people that think like, no, every day you must be vigilant. There's a fight every day. And, you, and like, yeah, cool, I hear you. But if your brain is torn apart, you're not able to function. And um, this is still life, and I do think that we're still supposed to enjoy it every now and then at least. So I've been enjoying my, my Twitter uh, like that. But I did just have to like, actually physically go to websites to check on election results and stuff because you know i'm like most of y'all i get my news from social media that's just how it is uh not just from people saying things but like from you know journalists that are on social media but because i had all those words muted i wasn't seeing anything so i went and i saw the lauren bobert shit is insane um even if she wins which is looking like she might like it was closer than they thought which is like it it's kind of it's kind of good to see, like, like she's in a very, 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 very red district. It should have been a home run for her. And the fact that it's not really, really says a lot. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene obviously, you know, swept. And we all saw that coming. Um, but you know, 50-50 is, is <laughs> a step in the right direction, baby. But I see all this, you know, the, the polls are now indicating that it's possible that the Democrats are going to regain control of the Senate, which is amazing. I don't know at this present time what's going on in the Herschel Walker Warnock runoff. That, Jesus Christ, that one should not have been as close either, either, but here we are in this hellscape of a world. But I saw that Democrats were gonna get back control of the Senate and like, dude, that is insane for midterms. For those of you that follow, you know that like, politics are like a pendulum. It happens every time. I mean, usually for the most part, if you have a Democratic president for eight years, 
a Republican's going to win the next time because that's just how it goes. The pendulum shifts in one person's favor and then the other party gets, you know, more mobilized and more motivated. And so usually the sitting president kind of takes a bath on the midterms and it's seeming like that's not going to happen. And I know that that's a good thing, but at the same time, I can't help but be an eternal pessimist when it comes to politics, uh, especially in America, because I still do believe in the pendulum and I'm afraid now it's like, oh God, it swung so far in our favor that when it swings back, it's actually gonna be worse. I'm not saying that I wish that the Republicans had taken control of the Senate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it really sucks that we live in a world where when one party wins, the Republican party wins, or the Democratic party wins instead of being like, oh good, you know, we have control of things. I'm like, oh God, what sort of civil war is this going to unleash? Because we've seen from these people that they do not accept results from a thing that they lose. If they win, oh God, it went perfect according to plan. <laughs> but when they lose, it is, this was rigged, the machines and China and blah, 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 blah. Which at first, man, I'll be honest with you, when all that stuff first started happening, I was like, listen, we sort of did that with Hillary and Trump in that election. Like, we was crying Russia stuff. So I can't really be hypocritical and be like, you lost, you know, just go home. But, like, at this point, it's, dude, it's gotten to where, like, there, ha there doesn't need to be any evidence, nothing. It's just that if they lose, it's something was wrong here because we should win every time. Which is crazy because this, these are the same people who always talk about how you know, they're, the, they're the, the silent minority in this country and they're being persecuted. And it's like, how can you claim to be the silent minority and then expect to win everything? That's not how being a minority works. Like, there's a ton of y'all. Now, if you look at it from a popular vote standpoint, the Democrat always whips ass. So, you know, I want to think of them as the minority. But when it comes to region to region and district to district and these statewide races and stuff, that's clearly not true, especially because of gerrymandering and shit like that. I mean, for the love of God, that's the only reason. I'm not saying that's the only reason Marjorie Taylor Greene won. I'm saying that's the only reason it wasn't even close. I think she still probably would have won. But if it wasn't gerrymandered out the ass, I mean, I think there, <laughs> you can make the argument that it would have been close. I mean, hell, Catoosa County which is one uh, county over from me, they went blue, which is insane, y'all. That is crazy if you're from here. Uh, my region, of course, went uh, red, dog dick red, son. Went dog dick red. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, sort, of, I'm sort of worried. I always make these tiny little predictions about politics, and it, it sucks when I'm right. Because <laughs> as a liberal, I think everybody, when they make their bets, and that they, I think whenever most people, this is why people suck at betting. They don't bet for what they think is gonna happen. They bet for what they want to happen. Like when I'm watching a Monday night football game, I don't wanna bet the under because that means I'm sitting there rooting for a game with not a lot of points. Even if it's like, you know, Atlanta versus the Panthers when it's like, dude, bet the under, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to bet the, the under in a game. I just won't, I just won't bet, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people like, dude, when, when Trump won, I was the only some bitch, I was the only liberal that I know saying it was gonna happen. Everybody was calling me an idiot. 
they were calling me an asshole and they were saying that to me as if I, I meant that I wanted Trump to win. I was like, dude, I do not want him to win. I'm just telling you what's going to happen because something I've done that y'all haven't done in the past year of this campaign is I've traveled to 42 states in Canada. I've been, I've been over this country and I see the signs, man. There's more people mobilized for Trump and like if political signs don't mean anything, they wouldn't put them out, you know? Now, that kind of the opposite happened with Biden, where it's like you didn't see a lot of Biden Kamala signs, or at least where I'm from. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I'm about to contradict myself. I don't think Democrats are necessarily the sign putting out people that uh, Republicans are. We'll sure as shit put a bumper sticker on our car. The little atheist fish <laughs> and the uh, coexist shit, that's all us on the back of a shitty Honda. That's, that's what we do, baby. But I don't know, like, I, it, to me, at least in my experience with my friends who are Democrats, like, we vote Democrat, but we're not, like, getting the jersey. You know what I mean? We don't worship these people, whereas, like, Republicans very much seem to worship these people. And it's like they treat politics like it's a football team, and they don't give a shit what these people do. It's just that they want to win the game. That's all they think about it as. They don't consider any of the ramifications of health care and birth control and gay rights or anything. They just know this is my team and whatever my team has to do to win, I am okay with that. Like New England fans didn't give a shit that Tom Brady was deflating a ball because they won. And I get that. But this is human beings and human lives that we're talking about here. It's not a football team. And I swear to God, and maybe one day I'll be proven wrong. It's been known to happen. But I'd like to think that if the Democratic Party slipped into fascism, that I would be like, okay, I'm off this train because I don't owe y'all shit. You know, I vote for you right now for several reasons, one of which I, I, I like the policies that you, that you then don't enact upon and do anything about, but I like the things you say, and I definitely like the fact that you're the opposite of Republicans. But like, I just feel like if the day came that I disagreed with them on a lot of stuff, fundamentally, I'd be like, cool, I'm a Whig or a Quaker now, whatever, <laughs> whatever new thing comes up. But Republicans, dude, it don't matter, dude. That is their team. They don't care who the GM is. They don't care who the star quarterback is. That is their goddamn team. And they are rah, rah, rah for them sons of bitches at every turn. And that is dangerous. And I think that is like strategically the best thing the Republicans ever did is they banded everybody together and they support each other, dude. Like they, Republicans support the shit out of each other, whereas Democrats do not do that. Dude, if Al Franken had been a Republican, he might be president right now because that thing that he did, taking a picture where he was fake grabbing a woman's boob, first off, that wouldn't even qualify on their side as a snafu or a scandal. On our side, it should have been a slap in the wrist, but you know what? We have a higher standard. We shot ourselves in the foot. We should have just, Al Franken should have just apologized and stayed being a senator, and he'd be the goddamn president right now, but he can't because Democrats don't stick together. <laughs> Al Franken did a, what we perceive as a bad thing. We were like, oh, nope, we get a zero tolerance policy on our behalf. And like, we expect everybody to be perfect and they're not. And the Republicans don't give a fuck. They don't care if you're perfect. They'd rather you not be. They stick together because they've got that R beside their name, man. And uh, 
half of me is going, that's gross and that's shitty and you shouldn't be that way. But then the other half of me is like, man, Democrats, why don't you try to get some of that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Try to get that. Hey, we'll take care of you. We're all one team. Because, I mean, you'd win. You know what I'm saying? You might not be right, but you'd win. Ain't that better than being right and losing? <laughs> I don't know, dog. It's just disgusting, man. It is disgusting to basically see people walking around with Donald Trump football jerseys on. And again, as if winning is the only thing. They don't care what they won. They don't care what they had to do to win. They just care if they win. And then later, when they're stripped of their rights, they're like, well, I didn't see this. I didn't see this coming. How could this? Yes, yeah, because you voted for the winner. You're the quote winner. I don't know, man. It's disgusting. Politics are, they're really starting to get to me. They're super, I'm very intrigued by them. I love it from a like, like I love political movies kind of way. Do you know what I'm saying? Politics is so entertaining, but when it's our rights hanging in the balance, it's scary. That's why, that's why I love doing putting on airs with Trey so much. And we're about to start talking more like British Parliament because I can like, I can like explore the world of politics and be in it, but none of that has really any real world ramifications for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that over there, they felt about Boris Johnson the same way that we felt about Trump. But see, Boris Johnson don't affect my shit. <laughs> at least I don't think. So I can just laugh at him and be like, ah, look at this doofus, you know? I can look at Parliament and be like, ah, look at him wearing wigs. What a bunch of fucking idiots. Because it don't matter to me, you know? It's interesting. And it really sucks, like, being so interested in politics, but having to see the actual dirty ramifications of it, man. God damn. I mean, we're just living through Watergate and Pelican Brief and shit every day. It's, it's nasty. And, uh, I mean, you know, it does look like our side has squeaked out a tiny victory, but I go back again to how scared I am at how much momentum that pendulum is going to have when it swings back and how mobilized these people are going to be. I just got to hope, I guess, that a lot of them cough to death between now and the next election. And also, man, I'm terrified of us running Joe Biden, who, uh, you know, I mean, I like him more than Trump. I'll definitely say that. I don't hate the guy, but I don't know, like, dude, if Trump runs against him in 2024, he might wax his ass in the debates and shit. Not that, not that Trump will be saying actual correct things, but just that, you know, maybe he's a better speaker. You got to give Trump that. The guy can rouse a crowd. And then Kamala, I don't think enough people like Kamala. If Joe stepped down, I think, here's what I think the best case scenario is. This is me throwing a big old prediction out there that, frankly... I think I kind of hope happens because if it goes my way, I think there's only one thing that can happen. Think about it this way. I've been thinking about this a lot. Ron DeSantis basically has all, he's, he believes in every single thing that Trump believes. He's just like less crazy about it. He knows how to talk. He's more of a politician. He's what the GOP actually wants because the Trump experiment worked for four years and then it didn't work. And now you're seeing the Trump stank sort of, you know, waft over to your Marjorie Taylor Greens and your Lauren Boberts and your Dr. Oz's, two out of three of which are, you know, might be getting beat. So it's kind of starting to wear off. I think that a lot of people are realizing like, oh, you can't just mimic what Trump does. Only he can do that. He's a generational talent 
in that regard. Like Trump is a singular human being. And if you have someone that tries to copy Trump, no, people don't like that. They only like that guy doing it. Does that make sense? Like you can't mimic his brash improv skills and insanity. So, but DeSantis has all the same beliefs, but he's actually a better politician. So the GOP is probably gonna go with him. And then when they don't go with Trump for the nominee, Trump is gonna run as a third party. He's gonna start a new party called the MAGA party or whatever. And when that happens, I mean, you, you can only hope and think that that will split the Republican, but like the MAGA people will vote for Trump and the, the milk toast Republicans will vote for DeSantis and it will split it and, uh, and the Democrat will win. I think that's the best case scenario. I really do. Because I think that if Ron DeSantis runs solo, I don't know, man, I think he might win because as I said, this pendulum has got so much momentum right now, which terrifies me. So I think my prediction and the best thing that we can hope for, you heard it here first, folks, from crazy conspiracy theorist Corey Forster, is that Ron DeSantis runs as president and Trump runs as a Ross Perot type third party candidate and splits the votes. Oh God, well, I don't know why I wanted to say all of these things today, but I did and I wanted to say them all to you. That is what these mini rants are for. Still walking around the park. I hope you enjoyed the video earlier where I was showing you some of the stuff in the park. I'm gonna to continue to do that and do more behind the scenes stuff here at parttimefunnyman.com for the paid subscribers because I'm really enjoying building this world and building this little community and hanging out with y'all in the chat and discussing future podcast topics and discussing uh, future projects that we might do here because I'm thinking I'm thinking big, but acting small. I'm trying to do one thing at a time. But, uh, but me and my friend, my production partner, Chris, are working on building a world here. And uh, I think that's gonna involve sketches. I think eventually that's going to include a full animated show, not just for adults with the buttercream dream, but also a children's cartoon. So that if you're a subscriber here and you have kids, they can also join in on the fun too and you get more bang for your buck, because that's really what I'm trying to do here, is make that $5 that you pay every month mean even more. I know that a lot of you just are happy to pay it because you're like, well, we support you, Corey, and we like what you do, and we are people who believe in supporting the arts, and uh, I really appreciate that. And for all of you who are like, I don't want to do a monthly subscription, uh, for those of you who have Venmoed me random amounts of money, I love that, that's fine, you don't have to, but I love that because I want this to be more of like a PBS style situation where you just pay what you want or you don't pay because you can't afford it. And as you know, I'll hook you up at buttercreamcory at gmail.com. But I'm just really, really enjoying talking with you all in the comments and getting to know you better and getting to find out what you want from me. And also y'all are getting to be the backboard for some of my crazy thoughts. I can just click record when I'm in the park and I know that at least a couple thousand people are listening to me. And that's y'all, my funny bunnies. And I super appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Saturday. I hope you're not having to work today. But if you are, I hope it's a decent day. I hope it's maybe a half day. And I hope you get to relax tomorrow on Sunday and eat pancakes and hash browns. I myself will be up at the crack of butt to watch the NFL game in Germany so that me and Robbie can record 
the Pigskin Picnic for Paul, as y'all know, the only podcast in the world made for just one person, and that is our subscriber, Paul Gray. So, Paul, we hope you enjoy this week's episode, and I hope y'all have a wonderful day. Hug your grandmama if she's still there. Love you. Bye.